from KQED. This is Queued Up Storytelling with Heart. I'm John Sepulveda. Six years ago, a man named Henry Ma and his wife moved from New York City to the Bay Area. They picked San Rafael. It's a nice town in the North Bay in Marin County. It was actually the perfect location between both of their jobs. So a couple years go by, this couple has two girls, and as the girls grow bigger and start school, Henry starts to notice something. Our daughter was the only Asian in the entire school of 72 kids. And Henry starts to think about life through their eyes. We don't want them to think that they are such a, you know, such a rare occurrence. <laughs> it's just, you know, being, being Asian. And this becomes a question for Bay Curious. You've probably heard about Bay Curious. It is a KQED podcast that heads out across the Bay to answer people's questions about where they live. The Bay Area is one of the most diverse places in the country. So my question is, within the Bay Area, why is Marin County least diverse? And that was Henry Ma's question. Now, the person who gets to try and answer that question is KQED's Erica Cruz Guevara. Why is Marin County least diverse? And by the least diverse, do you mean white? That's Erica right there. Um, yeah, <laughs> yes, I, I think we should avoid that word, don't you think? <laughs> yeah, a lot of people aren't comfortable talking about race, but Erica goes out to answer Henry Ma's question, and she does that with the host of Bay Curious, Olivia Allen Price. So Erica, what do we know about diversity in Marin County? Well, it's mostly white. 72% of Marin County residents identify their race as white, according to census data. And that's not including Latino or Hispanic folks who also identify as white. And that's pretty unusual in the Bay Area. Yeah, for comparison, take Alameda County. It's one of the most diverse counties in the Bay, and it's 33% white. But we should note that there are pockets of diversity in Marin, like, for example, Marin City, which has the most African-Americans who live in the county. And San Rafael has a thriving Latino community. And now, whenever you bring up diversity issues in Marin, people always go to the same topic, and that's the lack of public transportation, specifically how BART doesn't go there. Yeah, that's a factor. Getting around can be really hard if you don't have a car. But Marin County's diversity problem started long before BART was built in the 60s. Here's a little history lesson. After the Spanish arrived in 1817, Marin developed a lot like the rest of the Bay Area, with waves of immigration from overseas and other parts of the country. But you start to see Marin diverge from the rest of the Bay around the late 1800s. When the Mount Tamalpais Scenic Railway started running. If you look right down the street here where it says do not enter, I mean, right, that's where the tracks came up, was right up that street. I met Fred Runner in downtown Mill Valley, where the tracks for this tourist train used to run. Lucky enough to be the historian of the Mount Tamalpais Scenic Railway. The train took visitors on a delightful eight-mile journey up the side of Mount Tam. At the top, an expansive view of Marin's natural beauty. Plus, a restaurant and tavern where people would spend the night. At the turn of the century, the train was all the rage. Who were the passengers of the Mountain Railroad? Um, early on, largely well-to-do folks. Uh, it was quite the novelty and a, and a great place to be seen, you know, if you were somebody. But this railroad wasn't just for tourism. The people building the railway had an agenda. They wanted to preserve Marin's pristine wilderness. And they were largely successful. With the support of the visitors who had seen how beautiful Marin was, land was set aside for federal and state parks all over the county. Today, 
80% of the county's land is protected. Which sounds like a good thing, right? But like many good things, there's a flip side. All that parkland left less and less room for development. There were a number of battles, uh, legal battles around that, just by the skin of their teeth being able to uh, you know, stop housing developments uh, and create a preserved wilderness. And the value of the land that was left for building got really expensive. Who doesn't want to live next to a giant park, right? So today in the county, you have relatively few, very expensive homes, most of them owned by wealthy white families. Now, in 2011, the federal government took notice. Housing officials saw Marin as a possible trouble spot for housing discrimination. It got flagged because it looked a lot like another rich white place. Westchester County, a wealthy suburb north of New York City that was the site of a fair housing lawsuit over segregation. Officials suspected the same thing might be happening in Marin, so they ordered the county to look into it. The report found that there wasn't enough affordable housing. Co-author Jessica Tankersley-Sparks. What we saw, by and large, was that the effective opposition to affordable housing had a corollary effect to creating impediments to housing choice for people in protected classes, meaning people of color, people with children, people with disabilities. That lack of affordable housing had effectively banned people of color from moving to Marin. Whenever new developments would be proposed, the community would turn out in force to stop them. A Bay Area-wide plan to create areas of dense, affordable housing has been facing stiff resistance in Marin County. Some residents have strongly opposed the developments in their communities, even threatening to recall their supervisor. You know, there's actually the story from a few years back about filmmaker George Lucas. He had wanted to expand his company's studio space up in Marin, and the residents were just not having it. So now he's funding an affordable housing project on the land. As a way to get back at them? I mean, it's kind of hard to say, but it's definitely a statement. Hmm. Okay, but we should stress that Marin is not the only place where residents oppose affordable housing. In Milford tonight, a people fighting plans to put an affordable housing development in their neighborhood. Residents in a Grants Pass neighborhood outraged at a plan to build low-income apartments next door. The to turn Manatee County's old jail into affordable housing is now facing opposition from several community leaders. The U.S. has a history of racially discriminatory housing policies. Lots of communities had restrictive covenants, which legally barred certain people from moving in. The same battles are still being fought today. But now you see it in the fight over affordable housing. Okay, but there are a lot of people of color who can afford to live in Marin. Why aren't they moving in? I was wondering that too. There's this idea that people of color don't live in Marin because they don't see people who look like them there. But it might be something else. I'm sort of reluctant to attribute that to sort of the warm fuzzies that people have about their own group as against concern about negative treatment by another group. That's Professor Maria Kreisen. She studies residential segregation and racial attitudes at the University of Illinois, Chicago. She says some people of color are thinking... I don't want to be treated with hostility. I don't want to be attacked verbally or physically. It comes from a long history of that for African-Americans moving into white neighborhoods. I met a guy named John Young who was born and raised in Marin. He's African-American, and he agrees that some people see Marin as a pretty white place. But he also says that life in Marin was pretty great. We didn't really have whites on this side, blacks. You know, I didn't walk outside saying, oh, this is a racist place where I live at and blah, blah, blah. In fact, he was reluctant to talk to me at all. I didn't want to 
be a part of an article that was going to say, Marin is white and the usual narrative, and I'm bitter because they didn't do it. I didn't want to be a part of that. I, I, I rather, I, I love the Marin City where I came from. But he also said he's familiar with driving while black in Marin County, and he's gotten pulled over more than his fair share. And there's this. How do I want to say? There was no baseline for social justice anywhere there. And even the, even the language of social justice, social equity, fairness, equality, there was none of that nowhere present in Moran. John lives in Vallejo now because he couldn't afford to stay. But if he could move back, he would. John says there are people still out there trying to change things in Marin, including white people. So there was probably a lot more to this than our listener Henry expected, huh? A lot more than I expected, too. I went back to tell him what I found. And I guess based on your uh, adventures all over Marin, it, it affirms a question, right? You understand where the question comes from. If I see another Asian in my neighborhood, I also do a double take. And I actually would want to talk to that person. And my wife says, no, you're, you're, you're getting to, to become a bit creepy. <laughs> I said, no, I just, want to, I just want to see, like, you know, where do they live? I, I'd like to, you know, I'd like to know that person or that family. Now, I get what Henry's saying. I'm Filipino-American, and I definitely felt like I stood out while I was there. And not just because I was holding a microphone. The census data bears this out, too. 6% of Marin County is Asian, compared to Alameda County, which, remember, is more diverse, where Asians make up 29%. I asked Henry what surprised him the most. I think the relationship between the conservation effort and diversity is also a a very surprising one because it presents a catch-22 situation, right? Because Marin is known for its natural beauty, and Marin is beautiful. Um, I don't want that to change, but... I think we can use a healthier dose of diversity. I can understand why Henry Ma wants that. Yeah, me too. So after this story aired, Erica, you heard from a lot of people. It's it's you know, it's sort of fascinating to have this still touching us, you know, in 2017. So Joe sent me an email. Well, my name's Joe Osborne, and I grew up in Belvedere and Tiburon. And in the deed to his house, he found some pretty surprising language. The fifth one on page three says, no person of African, Asiatic, Japanese, Chinese. So you can hear that his deed is explicitly excluding people of color from living in his home in Marin County. The sixth covenant, one right after that, says that no cows or other cattle, swine, or livestock be kept. So it's basically like no people of color and no cows. I mean, that seems pretty ridiculous. Imagine buying a house in Marin, you know, for a tremendous amount of money, and here you're handed these papers that specifically exclude you from owning that house. And then you're just told, well, you know, that language is not really valid anymore. Now, we should know that these are no longer legally enforceable. Right. In 1948, the Supreme Court actually ruled that state enforcement of these deeds violated the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment. But it's pretty clear that racially restrictive covenants like this one existed throughout the rest of the Bay Area. So why is Marin County still so white? Well, the report that we mentioned in the story, the one that the federal housing officials had actually asked Marin to conduct, um, makes a direct link between the existence of these racially restrictive covenants and the county demographics as they look today. 
So even though these covenants were no longer legally enforceable, they had pretty much already done their their job, at least here in Marin County. Yeah, exactly. So, for example, the report specifically points to the way that Marin City has the largest population of black people in Marin County. Now, has anybody tried to do anything about this? In 2005, the state of California actually passed a bill that would allow anyone with this kind of language in their deeds to have the language removed. Okay, so we are talking in 2017, and that means it's been 12 years past since this bill was passed. So, and I guess we can start with the question. How many people in Marin County participated in this program? So far, none. No, I was asking how many people participated. None. I thought I misheard you. That is nuts. You know, it's really interesting to me because we at the, I host the California Report in addition to Qtup. Uh, listen at kqed.org. And one of the things that we got was a bunch of hate mail from white people living in Marin County after this piece was presented at KQED. Did you receive any of that hate mail as well, asking why you were focusing on on the color of the residents? Yeah, I did. Um, yeah, okay. So I got a lot of emails, people saying, you know, why is Marin County so white? Well, why don't you go figure out why the projects are so black or why Chinatown is so yellow? Um, I got a lot of emails of people kind of wondering why we were targeting Marin County um, mm. in particular. And did you respond to any of those or what did you do with the emails when you got them? Um, I mean, I honestly, I did anticipate getting these kind of emails anyway. I had kind of, I think, prepared myself for those emails as I was doing the reporting. I how, knew that this was kind of going to happen. How did you know, like, ahead of time? Well, so race, I mean, in general, is like a really Yeah, it's really tricky. hard to talk it's about. Like yeah, a, yeah. yeah, so there, there's that. And there was also actually... Just a, a little thing called race. No yeah, just yeah. casual. Is it possible, and I, I, we don't know this for sure, you've already said this, but is it possible that as people are just as sensitive, and sensitive enough to um, send in emails uh, such as the ones you were outlining... Um, is it possible that because they're so sensitive, they don't want to change their deed because that would also be an acknowledgement of just how white Marin County is? Yeah. I mean, our listener, Joe, who sent me this email about his deed was kind of saying that exact thing. He thinks that, you know, there's this um, reluctance by people in Marin County to acknowledge this very systemic attempt to exclude people of color from living in Marin County. And part of that is not, you know, um, maybe not looking at your deeds or not having to look at your deeds because you don't kind of have to answer that question about race. And we should make it very clear at this point that not everybody in the community, we in fact, we don't know if even a, a majority of the people feel this way. And at least one Marin County supervisor is trying to do something about that. Yeah, exactly. That's Supervisor Katie Rice. Her office is kind of taking on this um, project to educate people in Marin County about the existence of these racially restrictive covenants in their deeds in Marin County. So she's starting this project called the Deed Justice Project. And she told me that the whole point of it is to raise awareness about the legacy of systemic racism in Marin County. Well, Erica, I want to thank you so much uh, for sharing the story. And what do you do with the hate mail? Like when you get it, do you respond to it? Um, I screenshot it. Yeah. For years, we used to um, send pictures of puppies and unicorns and flowers back to the people. And now uh, friends of mine actually 
cross-stitch the comments. It's really great. Oh, my gosh. Like, really hateful comments. There's one by my desk. I'll show you afterwards. In the meantime, dear listener, <laughs> you are with us on Queued Up. It is storytelling with heart. We are real people, us journalists. I'm John Sepulveda. If you like this story, you should listen to our other Bay Curious stories. You can subscribe to Bay Curious wherever you get your podcasts.